You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. I tell you what, this uh, Victory Monday thing, um, I'm getting the hang of it. If you look, if you listen to this podcast on the regular, it's been a roller coaster podcast. It's been a roller coaster year. There's been times in this year where I wouldn't have put a cent on the Buccaneers, but that time ain't right now. Because, listen, what, you know, as a commentator and as somebody who's evaluating talent, you have to say what you see in front of you. Six weeks ago, I didn't see shit. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't see anything that got me excited. Once again, it ain't today, because if you look at the Buccaneers, what they're doing now, and if you watch their last two games, I don't know if they're not one of the hottest teams in football right now. I don't know if they're one of the best teams, but they're one of the hottest teams. You know, they haven't they haven't beat, you know, the San Francisco 49ers, but hey, I watched the 49ers, they look beatable to me. That's what I said last week. You know, the, the narrative at the beginning of this year was, well, if they get to the playoffs, they're just going to get killed anyways. Have you watched the Cowboys play? I watched the Eagles play yesterday. They're beatable. The Niners are beatable. So who is not beatable in the NFC? The Bucks. once again, they have, they're not world beaters by any means, the Buccaneers. But right now, they're playing some pretty darn good football. And earlier in the season, even you could even win football games and me not be impressed. I mean, that's just the way it is. You could win a football game, and I'll go, well, you got lucky here. There was a lucky fumble here. We didn't run the ball well. We didn't rush the passer well. That's going to end, okay? You don't hear me saying that in the last couple of weeks, all right? At the beginning of the year, I asked these questions. What do the Bucks do well? Here we go. The Bucks run the football all of a sudden. The Bucks are running the football efficiently. You don't have to run the ball for 190 yards every every week. But when you run the football and you're getting four yards a pop, five yards a pop, that's all you need to do. So six weeks ago, the Bucks couldn't run the football worth of shit. Now all of a sudden they're efficient. We couldn't rush the passer. Yesterday and the Green Bay Packers game were the first two games I saw the Buccaneers dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. So that is something, and that's a huge check, all right? We protected the passer well all year. We really have. This offensive line that I've criticized for lack of run blocking, when you look back at it, our offensive coordinators never really gave our offensive line much help. We didn't call runs. Now all of a sudden we're calling run plays, and, and now all of a sudden we're going up there, you know, uh, and run yards, and the Bucks are not a bad running football team right now. They're actually pretty darn good. And you got to turn the ball over. My God, the Buccaneers are, that defense doesn't look the same as it did five weeks ago. It doesn't. Those guys are flying to the football. It's beautiful to watch. So if you're a Buck fan, I know this. It ain't boring. It's fun, all right? Am I going to say they're going to go win a Super Bowl? I don't know if I'm ready to say that, but for God's sakes, it's fun. It makes me look forward to Sundays. You know, before Tom Brady, we didn't look forward to Sundays. And I think we were worried that this is going to be one of those years where you don't look forward to Sundays, and it kind of started that way. I'm looking forward to Sundays all of a sudden. The rest of the NFC and the rest of the NFC South, the Bucks may not even win. They might not win another game and win it. I mean, that's just the way it is. The rest of the NFC South is just not that, it's not that great. 
The rest of the NFC is not that great, to be honest with you. Hey, I'm looking around the whole NFL. I watched Kansas City yesterday look just god-awful. How many really good football teams are out there? I'm not sure. It might be one of those funky years where a funky team ends up winning the Super Bowl because I don't see any world beaters out there. I, re I really don't. And the Buccaneers at 8-7. and 8-7 and seven this year is almost like 10-6. and six. Eight and seven this year is a different eight and seven. If you're eight and seven this year, that's pretty good because there's been a lot of up and down this year. There's a lot of mediocrity, and there's a lot of teams this year that we thought they were going to be really good or right around eight and seven. So you can't complain about the Buccaneers be being eight and seven. Now, the last two games, the, the Green Bay Packers and the Jacksonville Jaguars, both teams that maybe not the Packers as much, but definitely the Jaguars. Listen, Trevor Lawrence is not healthy. That's not an excuse for getting throttled. No, 30 to, 30 to 12 was the final. It wasn't even that close. I mean, the Buccaneers took it to Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence didn't look right. Jacksonville didn't look right. They didn't look well coached. Nothing about Jacksonville was overly impressive yesterday. But that's the Buccaneers did that to them. Early in the season, the Buccaneers won a couple games, and they didn't even outplay anybody. The last two games, they've grossly outplayed the Packers and, and Jacksonville. Now, I, I, I put out on my social media, if anybody wants to follow me, it's Instagram, Ian underscore Beckles. It's time to the Baker haters, and I'm going to put myself in that category, okay? I wasn't a Baker hater. I was like, well, you got to show me. Sure, he's certainly showing me right now, okay? The Baker haters are the ones that almost didn't want him to succeed, it's time for you to say that you were wrong. I already did it. I was wrong about Baker Mayfield. I didn't think he would do this. No way. Nobody. And if you, I'm going to say this too. Baker haters, you were wrong. Baker lovers, you didn't see that. No way. That doesn't sit on the couch. That was on the couch. So Baker Mayfield has done some growing up here, being away from football and not being the man, okay? Because... I said this before about my football career. I started the second I got into the NFL. The second my game improved is when I got hurt. And I sat back and I became almost a coach. And for six weeks, I watched football as a coach. You learn more. You realize that little steps are important. Angles are important. Little coaching points are important. And right now, Baker Mayfield... I'm not sure he's made a bad decision in the last two games. Unbelievable. Every decision he makes is great. Every effort play he makes is great. And the last two weeks, I don't know if there's, there's nothing to complain about whatsoever. He made a couple throws in that game. I mean, professional, top-notch Tom Brady-type throws. And Baker's been able to make those in the past. But he was also put a little poo-poo on top of it, and you're like, eh, well, Baker, uh, the decision-making is unbelievable right now, seriously. His pocket presence, unbelievable. And those are little things that I don't think the normal fan watches. Sometimes a quarterback will come back there to his five-step drop, feel pressure, and back up, and the tackle give up a sack. I'm watching Baker come back to his five-step drop, climb up into the pocket a little bit, deliver the ball, make a play. Now, that also has to put some love onto the offensive line for giving some good protection out there. But make, Baker Mayfield right now is doing the best with what he has. 
That Mike Allstart run he had, I don't like it, but I love it. I don't like it, but I see what it does to your team. I really do. The skinny post he threw to Evans, I mean, that's a that's a Pro Bowl throw. Okay, so Baker Mayfield's doing some unbelievable things. Here, here's some Baker Mayfield uh, statistics last four games. He has, he's 4-0, 1,010 uh, yards passing, 10 TDs and one interception in the last four games. So if you're a Baker Mayfield hater, you should just shh for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because right now, there's a lot of teams who would like to have Baker Mayfield right now. A lot. And that's the fortunate and the unfortunate part. Because at the end of this year, we have to make a decision. And in order to lock Baker up so he doesn't go somewhere else, you're going to give him the franchise tag and pay him $40 million? Then, then how good does he look? Because <laughs> there's a big difference between $4 million and $40 million. It's $36 million is the difference. So if Baker's making $40 million, maybe we wouldn't be bragging on him as much. But at $4 million, these guys are steal of the NFL this year. That, that is for sure. So this is fun. This is fun. The Buccaneers are going to the playoffs. I can't believe I'm even saying that with two games left. If you go back six, seven, eight games ago, you think you'd be sitting here with two games left and say the Bucs are going to the playoffs? I didn't think that was mathematically possible, really, seriously. But that, but that's the case. Offensively, I think we're seeing Dave Canales growing. I'm seeing we're seeing Baker Mayfield grow within the system. We're seeing other players players grow as well. I'll be the first one to say I didn't really see much in Rashad White. Okay, at the beginning, Rashad White they're figuring out what he does well, and what he does well is he, he he's explosive in open field. He's not a great running back, so to speak. Well, there's a hole he can get what he can get. But he's not like that guy that's setting things up. He's not that guy. But you can get him an open field, man. Rashawn White is hes winning me over, that's for sure. All right? And somebody must have gotten Rashawn White's ear at one point and said, stop stuttering. Stop stuttering. Just go, bro. Get the ball and go. Go. So Rashawn White looks fantastic. Baker Mayfield looks fantastic. Mike Evans looks like he hasn't aged one iota. Like, Mike Evans leads the league in, in touchdowns. How the hell does that happen this late in your career? Seriously. It, it's it's amazing. And this offense, under Dave Canales, is now getting comfortable. Now they're com- I can see they're comfortable. Baker's making adjustments. Offensive line is doing their thing. Offensive line is doing enough run blocking to keep them to keep them honest, and it's like I said, it's it's fun it's fun to watch. But offensively, it just it didn't flow early in the in, in the year. But that was because a lot of these guys were new, including Baker Mayfield, including Canales. But it looks much different now. Defensively, we also look like a different bunch. Okay, they they. They finally put JTS on the bench where he deserves to be, and I said that a while ago, okay? This defense is clearly better without him in there. You see that, right? We're better without JTS in there. Yaya Diaby now, who yesterday had five tackles in a sack and a half. Go back and look to see when JTS had five tackles in a sack and a half. I, you, save your time. Yeah, I don't think he ever did, ever. Yaya Diaby, who, by the way, is leading the team in sacks. Imagine the kid would have been out there to begin with. 
and a lot of people think I have a personal vendetta against JTS. I don't, I've never met the kid. I don't know anything about him. I just don't. I just know he's not a great football player. Yaya Diaby is considerably better than JTS and Joe Tryon Schwank. Okay, we, we're not going to debate that because it's not really a debatable thing at at this moment. All right. Even on that reverse, Yaya Diaby, what a great play. Use your athletic ability. Cut him off. Last week, last week remember what we saw? We saw JTS get stuttered by a quarterback. And he took the corner and he scored a touchdown. It's enough. That, that's enough, that, because it looks much better with Yaya in there. Devin White. I was all up in his ass last week, and I deservedly so. And I'm not going to get out of it because, you know, because you play a fantastic game doesn't mean what you did in the past is good, bad, or indifferent. But that was one of those games you watch and you go, well, that's why. That's why somebody may pay him a lot of money. I don't know if it's the case because he does go up and down. Yesterday, Devin White was everywhere. There was three people on defense that were every. Maybe four. Yeah, yeah, was was everywhere as well. Antoine Winfrey Jr. is, it seems like there's more than one, okay? Levante David at times seems like there's three, okay? So if you look at this team, there's pieces. There's pieces. If you gave me one more legitimate pass rusher, this, this team could do some good things. You don't hear anybody bitching about the defensive backfield when we have a good pass rush, right? Antoine Winfield Jr. yesterday, he had two sacks, interception, fumble recovery. That's a pro bowler, man. That's a pro bowl football player, period. The Jags had minus three yards rushing in the first half. You can't beat anybody on the road in that situation. Now, Carlton Davis was concussed. It didn't look good. The second it happened, I'm like, ooh, that's a concussion. He just sat there, looked up and looking up in space, looking for something that wasn't there. So I don't know. Antoine Winfield Jr. supposedly was slightly concussed. He passed protocol, but Carlton Davis, who can't stay healthy, um, I don't know if he's going to be in next next week or he's going to have to go through the protocol and those kind of things like that. So... But as a whole, boy, you Buccaneer fans got to feel good about yourself, man. Because what's, it wasn't that long ago, it was woe was me. And let's just get this thing out and let's fire Todd Bowles. And at this point, I think the Buccaneers should sign off on Todd Bowles. That's as real as I can be. You have a, you have a, a brand new offensive coordinator. You have a brand new quarterback. You have a brand new, just say, hey, Todd this is your team next year. What would that, what would it hurt? I tell you what, it would help. It would be a good feel in the locker room because I've not, never heard anybody really speak against Todd Bowles. If you say Todd Bowles is coming back next year, I think it gives you a good feel in the locker room. It also gives you a good feel free agent wise, it gives you a good feel in the front office. Everybody has a better feel. But I think right now they're still walking on eggshells. But if you look and see what Todd Bowles has done this year, I'm not sure he hasn't done the best job in the NFL. Like, I don't think he should win, you know, coach of the year. But who's done a better? Right now, the Bucks are one of the hottest teams in football. They're not the most talented. They got some talent, but they're not the most talented. Tell Todd Bowles he's coming back next year. Why not? 
Why not? We're not going to fire Todd Bowles next year. It's not going to. I don't see. I don't see it happening. It'd be dumb. The Bucks have won the South three years in a row. What the hell are you going to fire him for? For what? Not like there's an abundance of talent here where anybody can come here and win. Like San Francisco, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody can win in San Francisco, but they've got a lot more talent there. That's for sure. And we can see talent can be overrated. Go look at Dallas. They got a lot of talent. Well, they can poo-poo on themselves. They've done it quite often. But this Buccaneer football team, when they weren't winning, we were asking where are the stars, and now they're winning, and we know where the stars are. The stars are right in front of us. We could name every person that we thought was a big part of this offense early in the season is now emerging as doing a little something-something. And they got guys like Mike Evans, who's timeless and doesn't get older. Baker Mayfield's playing out of his ass. You talk about who's old. You know, overachieving. Baker Mayfield's overachieving maybe ten times. I'm just about. We got to figure at the beginning of the year if you, if Baker Mayfield was a twentieth ranked quarterback, we made out because we, we when we got and I said this more than one time we got Baker Mayfield off the tra- trash heap. That upset somebody. That upset somebody in, in social media. Why do you say that? He makes four million dollars. I think they said he's the thirty eighth highest paid quarterback in the league. 38th, there's 32 teams. That's trash heap. We got a guy for $4 million? Nobody makes $4 million in the NFL anymore. Nobody. And definitely not a quarterback. So that's trash heap. Now, next year, it ain't going to be no damn trash heap. Baker's, Baker's going to want to get his. It's a great story. It's a great story right now, that's for sure. And Baker is obviously loved by his fan base, and he's being embraced, and good for him. Good for him. I mean, he's one of them younger. He, look, listen, he was, he was a top pick in the world. You have a lot of pressure on you. When you come here to Tampa Bay, you got to take over for Tom Brady. That's a whole lot of pressure as well. But the first pick in the draft or you know, somebody with that kind of exposure, maybe he was the right guy to get it done. And right now he sure looks, he's sure making Jason Light look brilliant. And uh, he's making Todd Bowles look pretty darn well, good as well. Uh, here we are. The Buccaneers, over 500. They're going to the playoffs. You know why? Because they're good enough to go to the playoffs. And I, I can't wait to see them with a home game in the playoffs. I don't give a crap who they bring here because nobody scares me that much. They really don't. That's not me predicting anything, but you can bring anybody in the NFC right now. I just don't know if they're not, they're not beatable. I think the Bucs can hang with anybody right now. It's been a long time since the Bucs have been out of a football game. And they have dominated the line of scrimmage. This is the name of this podcast, In the Trenches. That's where we're winning, In the Trenches. That's where you win football games. So I hope you guys and gals are enjoying it as much as I am. This is, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. It makes me look forward to Sundays and Mondays when, you're, when your Buccaneer team is winning like that. That's why I brought the old school orange out, you know what I mean? Anyways, everybody's looking for somewhere to go watch the game. We're always here at the Dignitary Kava House, 4817 Southwest Shore Boulevard. There's always a lot of old hats in here. Talking football, we got a 10 by 6 screen. That's 10 feet by 6 feet. And uh, it's just a good place to watch football and hang out and drink some kava and kratom and uh, get you a Mitra 9 as well. So it's Victory Monday, yo. If we have another Victory Monday next week, we're talking about the playoffs. Then we're talking about whether we should play our players in the last game. And Jesus, that's a good problem to have. It's a great problem to have. Everybody enjoy the rest of the weeks and uh, go Bucks. Peace out.
You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence.